Do you struggle going out in public alone? Do you feel embarrassed and even scared? Well, today we're going to talk about the five tips to help you get comfortable going out in public after a separation. Hello and welcome back to another episode of From Devastated to Divorce. I'm Josie, your host, and you're listening to a 5-Tip Friday. And today, we're going to talk about the 5 tips to help you get comfortable going out in public alone after a separation. I know that many of us struggle with doing things alone because we are embarrassed, we're scared, we feel like we're being judged, like we're being watched. We don't really have the self-worth or the self-esteem to feel confident going out and doing things without somebody. But I'm going to give you five tips to help you with that today. So let's get started. Number one, start small. Okay. Begin by engaging in solo activities that feel comfortable and less intimidating. This could be as simple as taking a walk around the park, visiting a cafe, or browsing a bookstore on your own. Taking a walk is a great idea because everybody, most people are out doing their jog, doing their walk, and they're mostly alone and they're mostly focused on what they're doing, listening to their music or their podcast, and they're not looking around to see who's doing what. A bookstore is also a great idea because people are are out shopping. Nobody's looking to see who else is in the bookstore How about knocking two birds with one stone? And if you go to a bookstore that has a little cafe, you take a book and you sit there. So you're doing both of these things around other people, but there's plenty of different people walking around and nobody's paying attention to what you're doing. You might feel uncomfortable. And that kind of is the point, is to feel the uncomfortableness, but push through it. Number two, challenge negative thoughts. Recognize and challenge any negative thoughts or self-doubts about being in public alone. Remind yourself that it's perfectly normal and that your happiness doesn't depend on having a companion. I would even say go one step further and maybe when you're looking around, look to see how many other people are alone. You might feel like you're the only person that's alone, but when you actually start looking, instead of worrying that people are looking at you, you start looking around, you're going to notice that there's a lot of people that are not coupled up in many of the places that you're going to. So fight the negativity. All it's doing is keeping you from really enjoying opportunities that you have in this new chapter of your life. Number three, setting personal goals. Set achievable goals for yourself when venturing out solo. For example, if you're nervous about dining alone, make it a goal to try a new restaurant by yourself once a month and then gradually expand your comfort zone. And that number one restaurant, the first restaurant, can be like a fast food place that just opened up and that you want to try to relieve the pressure of having to speak to a waiter and let them know it's a table for one or anything like that. But absolutely, start small. Get yourself gradually into the custom. Once you go to one place, bring a book. I always would bring a book. I don't think it's cheating if you bring a book or or scroll on your phone or listen to a podcast with your headphones in. You're still alone. You're still out in public. That still counts. Number four, practice self-compassion. 
Be kind and compassionate with yourself as you navigate solo experiences. Understand that it's okay to feel a bit uneasy at first and that those feelings will diminish with time and practice. It will be very hard for you to go out by yourself if you are always considering that you're a loser for going out by yourself. And my first thing is you should never, ever consider yourself a loser, no matter the circumstance. That is the opposite of building up your self-worth and your self-esteem. So don't do that. And don't beat yourself up for going out alone. I think that it is a strength. It is a superpower to feel comfortable going out and doing things alone, going to the movies alone, going to dinner alone. It is a superpower and you can achieve that. And I know you're not going to believe me when I say this, but you can get to a point where you prefer it. I remember having a situation where I had rent, I'd I didn't have my son and I rented a hotel room for the weekend and then I'm laying in bed with a book and somebody writes me on one of these, you know, um, dating apps and he's like, hey, are you free tonight? And I had plenty of time to get showered, change and go. And I was like, oh, go, go on a date with this person or stay home in my little rented up hotel room with pajamas, reading a book. And you know what? I chose staying reading the book because I was excited to do that. And that is the goal I want for you, to be excited to choose to be by yourself as opposed to going out a date or doing something else. Okay, number five, joining group activities. Consider participating in group activities or classes that align with your interests. This allows you to engage with others in a structured environment while pursuing your passion independently. What would that look like? Well, like a pottery class where you are around other people, but you don't know these people and you don't really have to interact with them to work on your craft. Or like, you know how they do those wine and paint nights where you can go and have some wine and draw on a canvas and create some art. That is a group experience. Yes, there will be other people in groups. And you will be by yourself, but you will be around other people. You can chat with them or you can not, but you're all kind of doing the same thing. So you don't feel like you're alone. So things like that, that are with people, but you can still be kind of on your own is another step into doing them then completely on your own. And there you have it. Five tips to help you get comfortable doing things alone after separation. I really hope you're enjoying these five tip episodes. They're short and sweet and to the point. I'm really enjoying them. And uh, I find it interesting and a challenge to see what other five tips I can come up with. If you can think of any and you would like to message me, of course, check the show notes that I have all of the ways that you can reach out to me. And I'm definitely taking suggestions. So send them in. And also, I did want to mention that if you're curious about where you stand on your own journey through separation, that I would love to chat with you. I'm now offering a free, no obligation, 15-minute call to help you identify which chapter from devastated to divorced you're currently experiencing. And it's a great opportunity for us to chat about your unique situation and for you to gain some clarity and guidance on your path forward. 
If you'd like to schedule that, you can find the link in the show notes, and I am really looking forward to speaking with you. And with that, I'm going to end it here. Thank you so much for listening, and I will catch you on the next one. Bye for now. Thanks again for hanging out with me today. If you got something good out of this chat, I really appreciate it if you could drop a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're streaming from. It means a lot and it helps spread the word so that others can come join us in this community that we're building. Remember that you're not alone on this journey. I'm here with you every step of the way. And as we wrap up today's Heart to Heart, I hope you find healing, feel your strength grow, and embrace your journey of survival.